A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to NRL Fantasy Analysis. We're in front of one of those really important videos. Again, going through all the guys you're thinking about bringing to your side this week and you know, potentially how much money they've got to make. You know, are they a trade in this week? Does it fit your team in terms of having some cover on the bench? Um, you know, is it bringing one of these guys in for a fallen gun, a mid-ranger that's not going to turn into a keeper? Lots of different questions. I'm just going to finish off in the end, just going through the wing fullback position because I think it's really tough at the moment to, to feel that and have some cover as well. And a few guys are you know, trading out certain players and looking to, to bring in a cheaper wing fullback. And I think it's a pretty bad decision at, at this point. Um, yeah, and if it's the reason you have to bring them in is one of you guys are out or, or whatever it is, then I'd suggest going up to one of the guns, um, but still not, you know, it's not a super clear decision on that. But anyway, we start with Leo Thompson and he's someone that's you know, doing really well and he continues his, uh, he, he continues to have his spot on the bench. We lose Matt Croker this week. Leo keeps that spot. So 15 in round one and he's picked up a 38 and 37 minute uh, games in round two and round three. And if you look at his stats here, that, that round three was a really good one for him because he had just had it straight out in base. He had the one penalty conceded, the turnover tackles, so a plus two there overall, but 30 tackles, 58 metres, and obviously you know, defending a fair bit when he was on the park, but he can run up to 92 metres um, and 71 metres in the other two games there. So can do it on both sides, which is really, really good, depending on you know, the possession totals there. But if we just look at him, they're averaging 32.3. If we're happy to say at a minimum, he should be able to get a 32 average. You know, owned by 30% of teams now, which is pretty cool. Um, and you can look here, the, the top 100, top 1,000, and top 5,000 you have him. So 61% the top 100 and 60% the top 1,000 have him. So um, that's something interesting to have a look at in, in all the different players as well. So only this footystats.com, uh, footystatistics.com, sorry, goes through that. But a 32 average, he's got at 291K, you give him another 100K to make. So if you were looking to pick him up or he was your only option or you know, someone else was a little bit too expensive, then Leo could be a good one to pick up. Not exactly sure yet. I'm making this video on uh, on the Tuesday night while Barnett is in the judiciary. We might check it at the end of the video, see if it's been updated. But um, yeah, not sure how long he's going to be out for. Brody Jones gets the edge position and Leo keeps his spot you know, through the middle. And I think that he, he's going to keep that for the, the least the next three to four weeks, you'd say until you know, you've got Clemmer to come back. You know, would Clemmer come back into Momacia's spot? Does that mean there's less minutes for Leo? You know, if, if any of these guys come back early, there's a slight issue. So 
if you know if you have to at this price point get him in your team, then you can. But I, I'd suggest that there are other options that could be a little bit better that have probably a little bit more runway in a, a little bit more time in the squad. So that's Leo anyway. If you've, you're holding on to him, you, you've got it. You know, probably close to 100k in price rises to come, maybe slightly less. So he's, you know, he's done really well to start us off. If we move to Taylor May. So 335k is obviously a little bit more expensive and, and has a nice break even at seven, whereas Leo Thompson is, is at you know zero, if that's correct there. If we want to go by the footy statistics, let me know if this is um, incorrect uh, down in the in the description below or in the comments, sorry. But Taylor May, 335. So again, that 40k more expensive and is a center, uh, sorry, is, well, is center in fantasy, a bit of winger in the, in the game. And they come up against a, a better opponent this coming week in the Rabbitohs, so... Yeah, it'll be a fairly tough matchup, you'd say, for him. And I can see this game being a little bit more lower scoring than what it was on the weekend. It kind of, you know, they started well, but then it ended up being perfect for him with, you know, having 12 members on the other, on, on the Knights um, sideline, uh, on the Knights side. So it was much easier going wing to wing, left and right for the Panthers. So I doubt he's going to get three tries again. Yeah, what we do see though is his 162 meters was great. I'm probably expecting like a, a 30 to 35 average for him, you know, with some games around the 20 mark and some games around the 45, 50. So just be aware of that. If you are looking to pick him up, you're getting him in the centers. And, and the good thing here is after, you know, in three more rounds, if he's still in the squad and Brian Toll hasn't magically come back, then he'll get the dual position and you can um, have him there as cover in the wing fullbacks. But just be aware that over that time that Toll is going to be there, he will be out of your squad. Um, I suppose you can use him as a, as, a, as a loop, but he won't be there as cover. What will happen though, is that when Origin comes along, Toto's going to be in there. You know, there's the other thing there. Is Staines going to keep his spot? You know, is Taylor May going to take that? I think Staines has played well enough this year to hold it, but, you know, there's something else to think about with Taylor. Does that 40K more expensive than Leo? Um, and and in, in a centre position where we have a lot of coverage. You know, he's actually owned by 19% of the top 100, so I imagine they've potentially picked him up last week and played him and got that 52, so... That's that with Taylor. Let me know what your thoughts are on him. Like the base stats are solid. Like the meters gained and everything is is there. Obviously, you've got a couple of errors in his game. The odd missed tackle. So something to think about. But he's only going to get better as he gets older and and um and more experienced in the NRL. So that's Taylor May. Brody Jones is the big one we want to talk about this week. Coming in at three twenty five k, he's got a fair bit of runway to to make some cash, especially if Barnett. Like it looks like at a minimum, um, it's going to be four weeks. If he uh, it sounds like four and then eight plus. So Barnett's team they want four weeks saying it was, uh, what do you say, unintentional was the goal. And then uh, the judiciary is looking for eight plus. So I imagine he's going to be unsuccessful, unfortunately. So it'll be eight weeks plus. Um, and then you've got Fitzgibbon, who's probably going to be close to two months as well, six to eight weeks for him from this point onwards. So Brody's got some runway. And if he, if he averages what we think he's going to average, he should get to that price point by the time those guys come back. And then he'll probably move to the bench. And at worst, you can have him as a bit of cover there. But anywho, owned by a small percentage, he'll be owned by somewhere between five and ten percentage uh, percent after this, uh, or when you know, when lockout goes. Obviously, owned by no one in the top five thousand after round three, but that will increase. So, what we want to look at with Brody is you know his bigger minute game. So we have one off the interchange for seventy four minutes. I'm not actually sure if that was in the centres or not, which he has played a few random games in the centres. So fifty three there with a line break, um, a try, and also a line break assist. So he's obviously got a little bit of skill there as well. He began off the interchange. We've got 33 and 33 minutes. This is just a way to look at um, his work ethic, for example. 46 minutes off the bench with a try and obviously only, only nine tackles, which was a bit weird, but I'm assuming that's in the senses as well. Second row game. So we look at them. We've got a 42 and a 43 in 75 and 72 minutes, which I think is you know fairly likely for him. And that's with minimal run meters, so 57 and 82. 
and the tackles there at 34 and 38. So solid there, a couple of errors, a few missed tackles. So not you know, not the best games and still getting 40-odd, which is nice. And you can see here, he obviously has a few games where he scores tries, which shows that he has that ability to um, to score well. And if you've watched him to, you know, to the eye, he's actually a pretty solid player and um, would have been close to starting on the edge this year if he didn't have some issues. But you know, 2021, round 23, we have a 42 in the 80 minutes. So again, no real attacking stats, just the base, which is cool. A 51 in 80 minutes, which is good. 54 off the interchange, well, yeah, basically starting um, in that one as well. And then a 33, a 31 in 33 minutes. So you see a lot of times he can he manages just to pick up some attacking stats. So these are really, really good numbers. If you're looking at, you know, he finally gets that opportunity to really cement his spot in the second row and, and hopefully, you know, take that... Um, and I suppose maintain that position would be would be his goal, right? So at three twenty five k, I don't feel like there's much of a risk because we've seen him do it before. It's not like Tuolangi or those guys or, or Bullimore. We haven't seen them play too much on an edge. Where we know Brody Jones can can score well, and he's playing in a Knights team that's doing really well. So I think he becomes a really really good option and, and probably a priority this week along with um, someone like Starling if you haven't picked him up yet. So Brody Jones, that's the one to go for. Josh King's the one to think about. So four hundred twenty nine k, he moves into a position where. It's very hard to pick him up any you know, at any time in the next few weeks and not expect him to kind of level out somewhere around the 500k mark. He scored awesomely to start, and if he continues at 47, he's probably got 100-odd k to make, 150, getting anywhere close to that 550, 600 mark. But I don't see him averaging 47 going forward. If you guys watch the team list, um, you know, the live there, I was a bit upset when I saw that he was still named in the 13 and Smith was named at 14. But just if you looked at their bench, they have four forwards on there, whether it's you know Luoro with a, being an edge, but then all the three middles in there as well. Grant might not play 80 this week, so it might just be this thing where um, Smith's going to come on um, for one of the forwards, spend a little bit of time at hooker for Grant to come off for 10 minutes, something like that. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but that's kind of you know where we're at with King. Is if, you, if you've got him right now, you've got to continue holding. I personally wouldn't be looking to bring him in just at 429k i can't see him averaging 47 from here on out i just think the minutes will drop i feel like they have to he has had three really consistent games and that's obviously if he's the lock if that's his position they're the minutes he's going to get which might happen one more week but i don't think it continues happening from there so let me know what you think you know about him he's really exceeded expectations his ppm's been awesome over the first two games, and he got a line break, a couple of line breaks, he's a trice, he's a couple of offloads this game, which is pretty irregular for him. But yeah, I suppose that's the the thing. You're going to hold him, or you know, and eventually move him on and, and use his cash when he gets to about five hundred k. But I wouldn't be picking him up now. It's kind of annoying if you didn't have him. Sixty six out of the top hundred have him, which makes sense because he's done so well at a cheap price. But yeah, you kind of miss the boat. I think if you if you're looking to pick him up now, Tuilangi, I want to speak about. So 332k, so still really cheap, right? And owned by 17% of people, you know, 64 out of the top 100 have him, 67% of the top 1,000, so that's 670 there. Breaking him at 24 is still low enough, and he gets the starting spot back. So I think you could almost play him if he's like your fourth option, if you're looking between him and Elias, or Billy Walters, those types of guys. Um, you, know, you pick Tuolangi or Leo Thompson is probably the... the Comparison I'd go for, I'd probably pick Brody Jones over Tuolungi if, if you've got him in your squad. Um, but we, you know, we had a nice game from him in round one. 22 tackles was not, a, not heaps, but the three tackle breaks and an offload and 109 metres was what we like to see. Round two against the Knights, he just didn't play very well. Because we, you know, if we look back again, we see a nice PPM in those couple of games. He scored a try, the back end, a couple of tries, the back end of 21. So he has that opportunity to do well. 
Uh, I think he's going to do better than 18. Well, we hope so anyway. Um, you know, 18 tackles, four missed tackles, um, and 46 metres game. Just wasn't enough. And I suppose the big worry is just that he's a Tigers player. So I'd be holding on to him. If you don't want to play him, don't. But I just don't think he's a trade-out this week when you've got Bullimore, who's an easy trade-out for, for most people that own him. Cool. Kurt Mann, a few people talking about him as being close to a must-have, and you know, 92%, 92 of the top 100 have him. You know, he's very highly owned across all the top 5,000, which makes sense, just especially, you know, a lot of people, you know, good, good coaches started with him, and then if not, they brought him in after he you know, dropped a little bit, or sorry, stayed the same price there. But he, you know, in that 60 or 65 minutes, he has the opportunity to do really well. I don't think he's a must-have, but I think he's a strong option in the halves and mids. You can play him in either one. And um, a lower break even now. So I, th- I think he'll be someone that bottoms out around the 600k mark, unless he can average 50 um, and, and get a little bit higher than that. But yeah, kind of had, has had a, a nice round three, but don't expect the 73 every week because it was a perfect game for him. The, the tackles were finally up. I expect him to still be somewhere in the high 30s. So that was up a bit higher. He had four tackle breaks, the line break, line break assist, turnover tackle, bit of everything, right? Um, so it won't happen every time, but definitely something to look at. A player to look at anyway. I'm seeing a few people bringing in Andrew Davey. He's got about a 1% increase since lockout change. Uh, owned by a very small percentage of people in the um, the top 5,000. You look at his two games. So he had 29 minutes in the first one for a nice PPM. Two tackle breaks in that and a turnover tackle. Back to normal in this in this second game with 22 and 54 minutes. So nothing really happened too much for him. One missed tackle, one uh, penalty. No, no running meters really at the 25. He might have been a little bit stressed on the ACL in the wet. I'm not exactly sure, but... He's someone to, I think you can hold off on. He's not going to make any you know, big cash over the next few weeks being a break even a 17. So I think he's someone you can watch. But I understand why people are potentially bringing him in, downgrading and upgrading elsewhere to get Cleary or something like that. But yeah, Davies, um, that's where you want to look uh, look at. At this stage with Davies, you can probably have him as a wait and see, a bit of a hold. And last one a lot of people are talking about is Kobe Hetherington, a 406K. Again, you're not getting him super cheap. And the, and the goal with him was to get him averaging somewhere around the 40-plus mark, and he started with a 38 average over the two games, the 33 and 43. He's still, he's still going to be sitting on the bench. We've got Carrigan, um, who's sitting there playing big minutes in the 13 role. So will Hetherington continue with those you know, low, uh, sorry, mid, mid to high 30s minutes? I think for the foreseeable future, I, I think he will. You just need his PPM to stay super high with those tackles being really, really good. So until there's an injury or something like that, when he gets a starting spot and he can average somewhere between 40 and 50 points, I think he's just a hold. He's making a tiny bit of cash, but if you if you have him now, awesome. If you don't, I think just hold off on him. There's a few guys that are a little bit cheaper that I spoke about in here that would be slightly better options at this point. But you know, if you happen to have a few hookers go down or you need a mid, then then he could be solid as well. But you've got Brady Jones, you've got Leo Thompson, those types of guys. Hetherington's spot's going to be safe in the team. I suppose that's the biggest thing there. All right, last one in this video, guys. I just want to go through the wing fullback. So if we look at this, just the head-to-head team, obviously killing it. Um, but the wing fullbacks we have in this squad are Nico Hines. So he's obviously a must-have, I think, in the wing fullback position. Uh, or you can play him in halves, whatever you like, but I think it's better down in wing fullback. You've got Stephen Crichton, who everyone should have, you know, 48%. Anyone who's having a go this year has him. Perhaps another good option at 628, right? Turbo is getting very close to being a, a buy. I think they're going to start to play better. That win's going to help them. They needed that to kickstart their season. So he'll be down the 700s eventually. And he becomes a decent option over the next few weeks, but probably another, you know, another one or two to wait. Uh, Dan Gagai just got a little bit too expensive, I think. 701k for a, you know for, for him being more expensive than Teddy, for example. Reese Walsh, Latrell Mitchell, Ponga, I think is a bit silly. So you can wait on him. Yes, he's dual position, it helps, but 
yeah, he's going to play Origin as well, things like that to think about. Teddy is 671. I think he has the opportunity to, to play better. Reese Walsh, are two guys at a similar price that I think are both uh, similar options. Walsh is going to do a lot for its Warriors side, but they, they need to improve as a team and mesh better you know, for him to get good ball either side of the ruck. I think so. Walsh, as much as I think he's a decent option, he's probably, you know, if he was around a 600k, 580, I'd probably go, yep, buy him now. But a 666 with the team not going so well, I think you can hold off a little bit. You've got Latrell, who's, you know, warming into the season. Ponga, who's missed a couple of games, so I'd be holding off on him. You know, Gutho, Garrick, uh, Garrick, Farnworth, all like doing solidly. You know, Farnworth had a, a pretty average first game, and it's got two doubles, and he's still averaging 46, so. You know, Manu's playing decent without scoring well. There's really not much happening down here. You've got Brimson, you've got Holmes, who's that one massive game. If you're going down further and further, Hamiso we've spoken about, I think he's just definitely a hold in this position. If you've got three or four wing fullbacks, and I think that he's definitely a hold. We just need that cover, right? And we have no one really to to plug and play. Yeah, Dom Young's done well, and that's why people are looking to pick him up. But 461 for a winger, and for someone who's never really been fantasy relevant, I don't think it's a, a, a good way to go. You know, Tyrell Sloan has had a tough start, but is he almost a hold if you if you need a wing fullback? Like that's kind of the thing there. And Offaluma's had a uh, had a tough start, but again, in Tigers, do you want him in your side? Cobo, he hasn't really done well. Moylan after his negative score last week. Jackson Paulo, um, yeah, just not yeah a bit too expensive for that. Kotrick's done okay. He's back. Tane Milne again too low. If you look at all these guys averaging mid twenties. If Stafford Tor um, continued to play like he was really good. I can see why people are going for Moses and Bai. Rocco Berry hasn't done you know, everything we want him to do. Xavier Coates, same thing. Jesse Arthurs, how long does he keep his spot in the team? Some people are going cheap in Semi Valamai. How much, you know, how much time does he have in the squad? Um, Will Smith's done a job without being spectacular. It's almost worth holding Sean Russell at this point at that cheaper price. If he comes back, or you know, we're not sure how long Sivo's got in the team, uh, got until he comes back. So. Yeah, plenty happening in the wing fullbacks. And my suggestion here would just be probably just to hold steady in the wing fullback section. Try and wait for an injury or something to happen and a cheapie gets an opportunity or yeah, if one of your one of your guys go down in a different position or the wing fullback position, you could do something there. But other than that, it's probably just worth just sitting tight on those guys. But I suppose, guys, I hope this video really helped you with you know, having a deep dive analysis into though, all those potential trading targets this week. And obviously, you know, I've spoken a fair bit about the guys that you should look to trade out. Obviously, Bully, for example, in this team is, is one to think about. If you're looking to upgrade to a Cleary, then maybe using a Jack Bird, a Reed Mane, these types of players could be ideal. But um, yeah, I suppose the biggest thing here is just, guys, if you enjoy this, please subscribe, like. I love all of you guys being here, and we'll catch you in the next few videos. See you later. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.